Mike. All right. Good to be in the Lord's house tonight. Good yeah. to see each one of you. Trust you've had a good day today. And it uh, seems like he's an awful, awful lot to pray about. Let me say this. Several of you have asked. I really don't know what else to tell you, but just what I've been told. Um, as far as my great aunt, she did pass away. Uh, what night was that, Kim? Saturday night? It was Monday morning. It was Passed away early Monday morning. They uh, went to the funeral home already. I don't know what this means. They just told us the funeral would be late. I don't know what that means, uh, but uh, we'll just see how that goes. But thank you for praying for them, praying for the family. And uh, you can do that. They've got some things they've got to get worked out, some different things. I know they'd appreciate that. Then several had tests this week and uh, different things. Can you remember Shirley? Um, she did go today. Excuse my thing, just numb. Swallow if I can. <laughs> well, it's halfway down my throat, is it? I figured Big Bird swallowed it would be the other option. Uh, but anyway, she did go to the doctor today. Uh, they are going to do a heart cath Monday. Is that right? Monday. So you be much in prayer for her. Said they didn't know a whole lot about what was going on, but they did tell me once they got in. So you be much in prayer for her. Uh, then several, several others, so many had said, I know I forget some, but I try to mention them all. Do remember us tomorrow night? We'll be over at Little Elkin. Christmas says Sisloff and his meeting tomorrow night. And you'll be much in prayer for that service, if you will. Then remember us next Thursday. I'll be preaching a tent meeting over here on Lumber Plant Road over in Low Gap. And uh, you'll be much in prayer for that meeting as well, if you would. But maybe tonight, somebody got a special request for we pray. Maybe in my family. Amen. Somebody eat? He's been in our department. His wife had a friend with her baby, and uh, he's having some problems. I don't remember being. Somebody else tonight.
Remember as well, if you will, I know I mentioned a little bit Sunday. Uh, remember us Saturday. Funeral's going to be, or Bill's going to be from one to two. Funeral will be at two. I'll be preaching the funeral um, for Alexis's dad that died in the, on the dirt bike. You'll be much in prayer for that situation. As far as I know, uh, there's several, several, several of them that are lost, never been saved. So you remember that if you would, and uh, you pray for us on Saturday. Somebody else tonight before we go to Lord Word Prayer. All hearts for it. Ronald, if you would, thanks a little more for it. All right, and Father, we do thank you, dear Lord, for letting us come out to have God here tonight, Lord. We call upon the Lord to give that Lord, that you bless each and every one of these folks that probably put us to faith here tonight, Lord. You know the burdens on each and every heart, Lord. Lord, we just pray you bless Brother Chris as he stands to preach the word of God here tonight, Lord. Lord, we just pray for the lost soul here tonight, Lord, that might come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as a Savior, dear Lord. Lord, we just pray for this family, Lord, Saturday, Lord. We just pray, Lord, that someone might be saved through this service, Lord. We just praise you, give you the praise and glory and honor for it, dear Lord. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. Amen. <laughs> All right, so my God's warm your heart. Something you need to do, you mind the Lord this evening. I got to pray tonight. Amen. Somebody <laughs> it? I know that I've heard it a lot of times in my life and probably the most of y'all have too, but ever since when we went up yonder with the RP counter and we had that service there in the, the motel, what Paul said is just running in my ears ever since right. then. And he said the best is yet to come. Yeah. And that's, that's been on my mind and heart. Several times since then, and I, I appreciate it. Hey. Just the thought, the thinking, the mind, and the heart to the be it. Right. Hey, Mike. Something to look forward to. Hey, Mike. I had a little bit to that. I was sitting here talking to the song of Corinthians. I can hear him bellowing it out in my head right now. It's really touched my heart this Boys and I'll sing. Leave me on my mind that Brother Chris said you can hear him here so much longer. And that he's been better than good to me. Amen. I love that song. I, start, I feel like the same thing we sing all the other men have been doing. Amen. Somebody else? Mind the Lord.
Bibles, if you would, go to the book of Jonah, Jonah chapter number one, Jonah chapter number one tonight, and uh, I'm not going to ask you to stand, I'm going to try to read several verses, so you just keep your seat tonight, and uh, then we'll, we'll on this evening, but I'm, I won't deal with just a few verses, and uh, really won't be before you very long, just want to show you two or three things, and uh, but I just don't have time to deal with the rest of the chapter, so we're going to try to break it up. We'll just keep chipping away at it as we go, and uh, Lord willing, hopefully, we'll try to get through the book of Jonah before it's over with. Jonah chapter number one, let's begin reading in verse number one, and we'll just catch ourselves up where we left off. The Bible said, now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee into Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea. There was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God, cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship, and he lay and was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, old sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God, if so be that God will think upon us, that we perish not. Verse 7, the Bible said, And they said every one to his fellow, Come and let us cast lots, that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. Bible in verse 8, Then said they unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us. Notice this now. The Bible said, What is thine occupation? Whence comest thou? What is thy country? What people art thou? He said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. Then were the men exceedingly afraid, and said to him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord, because... He had told them. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I should do love you tonight. Lord, I'm thankful for the privilege, God, the honor to be back into your house. Lord, I'm thankful for the spirit that we felt already. Lord, I pray you'd meet with us tonight as we study your word together. Lord, I pray you'd help us take these truths, apply them to our hearts and lives. Lord, I pray you meet every need represented with those that are sick, those that are having tests done, and those that are getting results and have gotten results, or those that lost loved ones, those that are dealing with whatever may be the case. Lord, I pray you touch this evening. Help your people. Lord, I pray if you've been one of the most lost, I know that you. Lord, I pray you'd save them. For it's everlasting too late. We'll be careful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. For we ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen and amen. Now, uh, let me recap just a little bit this evening of what we've looked at so far. We looked at 
a few weeks ago, we looked at in, in chapter 1, verse I believe 1 through 3 is what we dealt with. Uh, we saw that circumstances do not always reveal to us the will of God. The Bible said that uh, that the Lord appeared, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, said, Arise, go to Nineveh. Bible said, verse 3, but Jonah rose up to flee to Tarshish. He went down to Joppa and he found a ship going to Tarshish. And we talked about how that'd be when most of us would say that must be the perfect will of God. I wanted to go and there's the ship. But uh, we saw that circumstances don't always reveal uh, the will of God. Then we saw the last time we looked at the book of Jonah, we saw that a calm does not always reveal to us the will of God. Uh, the Bible said that God sent a tempest into the sea, a great storm. Jonah lay there in the sides of the ship fast asleep, is what the Bible said. And he must have had a peace. He must have had a calm, but yet he was out of the will of God. Now tonight, what I want to look at, and we see a little bit of a switch happen in chapter 1. Uh, we're not so much, it's become obvious Jonah has missed the will of God. And now we begin to see in verse 7 through verse 10 what I deal with tonight. We begin to see the consequences of missing the will of God. And we'll see it through the remaining of the chapter, but uh, tonight I just could not get this off my heart. I felt like that I wouldn't do it justice, John, if I didn't just deal with this one in particular. I'll show you a few consequences before we get done in chapter 1, but tonight I just want to show you this one. The Bible said in verse 7, and they, talking about the mariners, said everyone to his fellow, come and let us cast lots that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. Now, then the Bible said in verse 8, then they said, said they unto him, tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us. What is thine occupation, and whence comest thou? What is thy country, and of what people art thou? Now, here's what I want you to see in verse 8. And we'll see it on down through here. Verse 7 through verse 10 really doesn't deal all that much with Jonah. We see a few things about it. We'll see a few statements that he makes. But it's really almost like after, uh, after God sends this storm, he turns his attention to these mariners. And uh, I got to think about that. I thought to myself, I, I made mention of this the other week, uh, but we realize that when we miss the will of God, and uh, I, I, I'm not going to go too specific with that, but when we rebel and miss the will of God, it affects far more uh, than just ourselves. I believe if you'd asked Jonah, uh, he probably would have made a statement something like this. He probably would have said, uh, I'm not hurting nobody but myself. I mean, it had to come a time he realized he'd missed the will of God. And uh, I, I've seen people like that over the years. And I know we're not being real scholarly with the book of Jonah. We're looking at it very practically, but uh, that's just what the Lord's got on my heart. But I've seen people like that, that they that seems to be their mentality. I'm not hurting anybody but myself. And can I tell you this, without any apology, if you look close enough, you'll find out they're hurting more than just themselves. I, I talked to a man just the other day, and he, he, he's, uh, uh, he, he struggles with alcohol with, and drugs, and he told me, he said, I'm not hurting anybody but myself. And I thought from the outside, John, looking in, I'd say he's affecting his wife, he's affecting his children, he's affecting uh, his parents, he's affecting, he's affecting far more than what 
he sees. Uh, uh, when we do miss the will of God, uh, uh, here in our text, the Lord tells John to rise, go to Nineveh, and cry against it, to preach against uh, uh, this city of Nineveh. And can I say when the Lord puts something in your heart and gives you a uh, work that needs to be done and you miss that, uh, it affects far more than just you. And in fact, it affects more than just Jonah and Nineveh. Uh, Nineveh was affected. Of course, nobody went when Jonah rebelled. Uh, uh, but we find here, it's like the Lord just takes a few verses, about four verses, uh, and it's like he puts a magnifying glass uh, on these mariners. These mariners, we remember, served pagan gods. The Bible said that they all cried out to their own gods, little g-o-d-s. Uh, they served pagan gods. Uh, they knew nothing of the God of Israel. They knew nothing of the I am. And yet God almost seems like takes a magnifying glass and emphasizes for a few verses that uh, uh, these mariners. Now, with that in mind, I want to show you a few things about the consequences uh, uh, with other people. Now, notice something verse 7, what your Bible said. And they, once again, talking about the mariners, said everyone was fellow, come and let us cast lots that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. <coughs> so they cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. I should know for me, first of all, the ignorance. And I, I know that probably sounds bad the way that I'm wording that, but I don't know how else to say it. I tell you that one of the consequences dealing with other people, you know what's sad? It stuck out to me this morning. I was looking at the outside. Uh, I, I hadn't looked at it quite like this to today, but you know what's sad, John? Uh, apparently, according to our text, uh, what the Lord revealed to us, those mariners knew that Jonah missed the will of God before he did. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Lost men that knew nothing about God uh, could look at Jonah and tell he missed the will of God uh, before Jonah could. Ain't that sad? Uh, isn't it a sad thing? And I, I got to think about that. I thought, I wonder how many people, uh, I'm talking about saved people and lost people that we've talked about already. It is the will of God that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But I thought, I wonder how many people uh, are walking around tonight out of the will of God, uh, missing the will of God, rebelling against the will of God, uh, and everybody else can see it but them. Then I thought about it like this. What a sad thing that lost men saw that Jonah was out of the will of God before Jonah did. Do you realize any testimony Jonah might have had has been thrown out of the window? Is that right? Why in the world would they listen to Jonah when they can tell Jonah's the one uh, that's out of the will of God? I, I, I'm not trying to be ugly this morning but, or this evening, but I, I thought about that and I thought how sad. Uh, uh, so many times we take things and, in our own lives and we say that we're not hurting anybody but ourselves. And, uh, that's just between me and the Lord. And, uh, oh, that's true. That's right. It is between you and the Lord. But can I say it does affect more people than 
what you realize? Uh, and wouldn't it be a sad thing? Uh, I talked to a man just the other day, lost as a goose. Uh, I mean, lost as a ball in high weeds. And uh, as I was talking to him, and I invited him to come to church. Uh, and here's what he said. He said, down through the years, uh, I've worked with countless Christians that went to this church and this church and this church, and they'd tell dirty jokes and they'd cuss and they'd drink and they'd do everything I did. Uh, I don't see any reason to go. And I thought, what a shame. Uh, now, I realize some of those people are probably lost. I understand that. Uh, but there's probably some of them, John, that was saved by the grace of God, uh, out of the will of God. Uh, and their mindset was, I'm not hurting anybody but me. Uh, it's between me and God. Uh, uh, but yet there's a man going to die and go to hell uh, if God does not intervene uh, because he saw they were out of the will of God before they did. That's sad. What a sad thing. I wonder tonight, uh, it affects far more uh, than just you and I. It affects far more uh, than just ourselves. Uh, And we see Jonah's ignorance. Uh, He was blind to the fact uh, that he was out of the will of God. uh, And he was blind to the fact here he is on a boat with a bunch of men uh, that know nothing of God. uh, And yet he ruins his testimony. What a sad thing. Notice verse 8 with me quickly. Uh, I, I promise you I won't be long. Notice verse 8. The Bible said, Then said they unto him. Uh, now, isn't that, isn't that strange? Jonas are standing there. They woke him up. And they apparently, reading between the lines, they must have asked him. Uh, the Bible said in verse 6, So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, old sleeper, arise, call upon thy God? If so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. Uh, had been a good time for Jonas to say, It's my fault. Uh, Right? Uh, but evidently he didn't because in verse 7 they cast lots to find out who it was the lot fell upon Jonah and then in verse 8 uh, instead of Jonah saying alright let me come clean uh, I'm in the wrong I've rebelled against God uh, I'm out of the will of God I'm not living right uh, I'm sorry men I should have been a better testimony to you uh, oh no Jonah didn't say anything uh, and the Bible said that they those mariners uh, said to him tell us we pray thee, uh, for whose cause this evil is upon us. Now watch what your Bible said. For whose cause is this evil upon us. Now here's what I want you to notice. A lot already fell on Jonah. Evidently Jonah didn't fess up. Evidently, Jonah never did say, it's me, it's me, it's me. Uh, uh, because then they said, uh, almost like John in verse 8, they're saying, uh, uh, you tell us, is the lot wrong? Uh, have we misinterpreted it? Uh, uh, is it not you? Uh, and then they went on to say, boy, I, this is convicting. Uh, they went on to say, what is thine occupation? Whence comest thou? What is thy country? What people are thou? Now, isn't that a sad thing? Now, they, he's, we already said that his ignorance, they saw he's out of the will of God before he did. And then they begin to ask questions. Is that right? So whose cause is this evil come upon us? Now, they already knew, but evidently they want Jonah to say it. Is that right? Then they said, what is thine occupation? That's a strange question. What did I thought about that all day today? What did it matter to them what he did for a living? Why did that matter? Why, why would they ask that? I believe God needs to use a lost man every once in a while. 
Can you imagine that? You just think about it just for a moment. Noah, can you imagine being Jonah and them saying, what is thine occupation? Can you imagine them already figured out you're the one that's running from God? You're the one that's missed the will of God. You're the one that's not living right. You're the reason the storms come to them. You're the reason all this has transpired. Can you imagine having to hang your head and say, well, I'm a God-called prophet. Imagine that. Can you imagine having to hang your head uh, and say, well, I'm the man of God. Uh, I, I'm supposed to be down there men of a preaching, uh, but I didn't want to go. What a sad thing. Uh, I want to make a statement uh, uh, right there just for a minute to, to these preacher boys uh, here in the church. I want you to realize something. Uh, uh, it's not just what happens behind this pulpit uh, uh, that will affect your ministry. Uh, it's everything that you do. Uh, uh, the way you buy your groceries the way that you pump your gas. Uh, everything you do will affect your ministry. Uh, I had an older preacher the other day make this statement to me, and I don't say it braggingly, uh, uh, but he told me, he said, he called me, and he asked me what I thought he ought to do uh, uh, about a situation. He's older than I am, been preaching longer than I am, uh, and uh, I talked to him for a few minutes, and I called him by name, and I said, what'd you ask me for? You've been in this longer than I have, uh, and here's what he said. I don't mean this bragging. Uh, he said, Poncho, I'm just going to be honest with you. He said, I don't reckon I've ever met a preacher that was more conscientious about how he presented himself and how he handled things than you are and I'd like to get your opinion. I say thank God for that. That was a blessing to me because everything you do affects your ministry. Everything you do is a representation of your calling. Now those people make mistakes absolutely but I'm telling you everything you do uh, everything you say, uh, everything you wear, uh, everywhere you go uh, is a representation uh, of your ministry, of your calling, uh, and of your Savior. Uh, can you imagine tonight Jonah hanging his head and I'm the prophet. I'm the man of God. I'm the one that's missed it. I'm the one that brought this evil upon you. I'm the one that's not living right. And by the way, I'm a God-called preacher. Can you imagine that? How sad. Can I say this? Not just to preachers, but talk about it like this. You ever, you ever noticed, it'll happen too. You mark her down, honey. You, you, you go to work and you let something slip out of your mouth ought not been in there in the first place. There'll be somebody come up to you for the end and ask you where you go to church. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, you laugh at something you ought not laugh at. Uh, somehow, some way, uh, uh, there'd be somebody come up and bring up to you uh, uh, something about your salvation. Uh, uh, you, you say, preacher, why is that? Uh, uh, because it affects more than just you and I. And lost men and lost women and lost boys and lost girls uh, are just looking for a reason tonight not to get saved. Uh, and if the hey, man, that's right. Uh, and if the devil needs you to put a reason in their heart, he'll do it in a heartbeat. Uh, Hey, can you imagine the loss of testimony uh, and the loss of effect Jonah must have had when he had to hang his head uh, and say, well, I'm the preacher. Isn't that right? Yeah. 
God help, I don't know how I, I, I lived a hypocritical life. Some of my, most of my uh, teenage years, in the early part especially. Uh, and I think back now to how foolish I was uh, to come in and say, oh, I'm going to the youth group tonight and we're having revival tonight and we're doing this and that. Uh, I didn't sit around and tell people uh, how I got saved when I was seven years old. Uh, and then I'd go cuss and tell dirty jokes uh, and do everything everybody else would do. And, uh, God help, what, what shame that ought to brought. Uh, they're right. I brought shame. It ought to bring shame to our heart. Uh, uh, God help. I don't know why. I just feel like preaching a little while right there. Uh, uh, you ought to bring, ought to bring shame to your heart. Uh, if you go to work and cuss and tell dirty jokes uh, and flirt with women and ain't your wife. Uh, uh, hey man, that's right. Uh, and, hey man, have indecent uh, conversations with men that's not your husband. Uh, and then turn around and tell somebody you're a Christian uh, and you're saved and go to Blue Ridge Baptist Church. Uh, it ought to bring shame to our heart. Uh, for those things to come out of my mouth uh, and then claim the name of Christ. That's right. Jonah said, they asked him, what is that occupation? Uh, he'd have had to have hung his head uh, and said, well, I'm the prophet. Watch what he said. Notice this, verse 8. I don't give my point. I didn't give him a point. I got carried away. Verse 7, we see the ignorance. Verse 8, we see the inquisition. They begin to ask him, who's caused this evil post? What is that occupation? And whence comest thou? What they said, Where'd you come from anyway? They picked him up in Joppa. That wasn't where Jonah started. The Bible said he went down in the Joppa. Isn't that right? They said, where'd you come from? Well, she has. what is thy country? And of what people art thou? Those verse nine. <coughs> he answers them in verse nine. He said, he said to them, I am a Hebrew. I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which has made the sea and the dry land. Now you'd think Jonah would have come clean. You'd think Jonah would have hung his head and been ashamed to have it. You'd think he'd have been absolutely tore out of frame. But see, I tell you another consequence of missing the will of God. You get cold-hearted and hard-headed real quick. Ain't that right? Watch what he said. Notice his insincerity in verse 9. He said to them, I am a Hebrew. No shame about it whatsoever. Watch this. And I fear the Lord. And ain't that a lie? I mean, how insincere can you be? Here he is. He's getting ready to tell him in a few minutes. We'll see it in verse 10. He's going to tell him in a few minutes he's fleeing from the Lord. He's getting ready to tell him in a few minutes he knows he's out of the will of God. But in verse 9, John, he says, I fear the Lord. How many Christians do you know tonight? And I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to help us. How many people do you know tonight out of the will of God? Live in a way they ought never live. If you asked them, they'd say, oh, I fear the Lord. That's not fear, friend. Is that right? Now you say, preacher, you mean we ought to be scared of them? No, that's not what that word fear means. I'll give you an example. I'm not, I was never scared so much of my daddy, but I did have a healthy fear of him. Is that right? I, I never was, there never was a time I was afraid. I mean, there wasn't a time I'd have mom would have to come up there on the porch and say, come in, come in, come on. I mean, I'd walk in the house and I'd talk to him and I'd pick on him and I'd go places with him. I, I wasn't scared of him, but I tell you what I did have, I had a, I had a healthy fear of him. Right. There were some things I just wasn't going to say to him. And there were some things I just wasn't going to do around him. If he told me to do something, I was going to get to it. Isn't that right? Uh, that's a fear. I didn't mean I was scared of him. Uh, 
That was a respect. That was a reverence. That was a fear. I, I knew there were consequences uh, uh, to not respecting him and reverencing him uh, and honoring him. Uh, and that's the fear we ought to have for God tonight. Uh, not a fear. The Bible said we come boldly under the throne of grace. Uh, I'm not afraid to come to him. Uh, I'm not afraid to be in his presence. In fact, I enjoy it tremendously. Uh, but John, we ought to have a healthy fear of him. Uh, we ought to have a respect and a reverence. Uh, amen, that's right. Uh, there ought to be something in us realizes uh, when his word says such and such, uh, such and such is what we should do. Uh, Amen, that's right. Uh, I'm telling you, Jonah, he was insincere. Uh, he said, I fear the Lord, but yet his life did not match up to that. What's what your Bible said? I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord. Notice this little addition he puts on here. This is interesting. The God of heaven. Ain't that interesting? These men serving these little G-O-Ds, these pagan gods, these idols made with hands, uh, Jonah's still got enough unction about him. I reckon he does say, if nothing else but by habit, uh, he does say, I fear the Lord, the God, capital G-O-D, of heaven. You know what's sad? That could have been such a blessing and such a help to those mariners. But all they could see was, he's the reason this storm's on us. They're yeah. right. That's all they could say. Don't look at me like that. Now, I wasn't planning on really going this way, but it seemed like that's the way the Lord led. That's the truth tonight. Can I say this? I hope and pray that my life never becomes such a shame. It's where the lost and nine world look at me. I can stand up and say, I serve the God of heaven. I've got what you need. And all they could see was my failures and my faults. Now, I'm not saying tonight we ought to be perfect because we're not going to be. We're flesh and we're blood and we're, we're going to fail. We all fall short. I understand that. I heard a preacher say one time, I believe it to be true. You've all heard somebody say this. If you've heard somebody say, I fail him daily. And then they'll turn around and say, well, if I'd be honest, I fail him hourly. If I'd be honest, I fail him by the minute. If I'd be honest, I'd probably fail him every second. Can I tell you something? If you're failing him every second, there's something wrong. They're hiring. If you're failing them every minute, there's something wrong. They're hiring. If you're failing them every hour of every day, there's something wrong somewhere. They're hiring. We've took this thing, and I thank God we live under grace. Thank God for that. I'm glad for his grace and his mercy. Thank God for it. I'm glad he is faithful and true. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank God for that. I'm telling you, we've took that and made it a license to sin. We've turned the grace of God into lasciviousness, is what Paul said. Uh, and we've turned it into a license to sin and say, well, it's all right, because God's gracious and God's merciful and hanging on the blood. Can I tell you something tonight? Uh, that, 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 well, that is true. I'm glad he is gracious. I'm glad he is merciful. And I'm glad you can get on the blood. But can I tell you something? Uh, he's a lost and dying world. Uh, uh, that's looking at you and I. And the same grace that saved us. Uh, it's the same grace uh, uh, that can mold us and make us and help us to good, be faithful to good works. Isn't that right? Not to good works to be saved, uh, but rather good works because you are saved. Jonah said there in verse number 10, or verse number 9, 
I fear the Lord, the God of heaven. Now watch this. This is really, this is really rich. I mean, he, he's so insincere. It's not even funny. Which hath made the sea and the dry land. You'd think when Jonah made that statement, I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which hath made, watch what he said, the sea and the dry land. You'd think somewhere along the way, Jonah would get to looking around and think, he made, the, he is the God of heaven. He made the sea and he made the land. And you'd think Jonah might have got to thinking, this sea was calm a few minutes ago. Now it's not. Is that right? You'd think it would have struck Jonah at that point that evidently he'd already come to the realization that it was his fault, that this storm had come. Here he is. He said, I, I fear the Lord. I serve the God of heaven. And he says, which hath made the sea and the dry land. You'd think in that moment, you know what I think Jonah should have done? You'd have thought Jonah would have got down on his knees right there on that boat and said, Lord, I'm sorry. Is that right? You'd have thought Jonah would have realized if for nothing else, his life, those mariners' lives was in peril. Don't forget the Bible said the ship was like to be broken. That means it was likely, it was probable the ship would be broken to pieces. And you'd have thought Jonah would have got down and said, Lord, I'm sorry, and I, I messed up, and I shouldn't have done it. Lord, I, you'd have thought he'd repented and prayed and had, had faith that God that made the sea could now calm the sea. Right? You don't see Jonah doing that. In fact, you find Jonah so far gone, and I, I know this. I, I know that to a certain extent it happened for a reason, and we we'll look at that before we get done. But can I say this? You find Jonah so far gone. We'll get on down. We won't get to it this week, but next week probably when they asked him what they could do, Jonah said, "Just throw me overboard." Is that right? They know the consequence of uh, uh, missing the will of God. If you're not careful, you'll let the devil in your mind. Convince you that God's just done with you. Is that right? You have to convince you there's nothing else that can be done. Can I tell you, you can disqualify yourself from some from, from offices. Absolutely, you can. A pastor's be the preacher's be the husband of one wife. A deacon's gonna be the husband of one wife. You can get out of the will of God and disqualify yourself from those offices. But I tell you what you will never do. You'll never go so far God can't use you to do something. Is that right? Jonah said, here a few minutes we'll find, he said, cast me overboard. But you'd have thought when he realized that the same God which he fears, he says, he serves, he says, made the, made the sea and the dry land, you'd have thought he'd realize God could have calmed that storm. Then notice not only his, his insincerity, notice from in verse 10, I'll be done right here. The Bible said, then were the men exceedingly afraid and said to him, why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. I want you to notice, if you would, the insult. You know, and I, and I told you we're not talking so much about Jonah. I know we're in the book of Jonah, and I can't help but talk about him a little bit, but I really want to talk about those mariners. Those what the Bible said, verse 10. Then were the men exceedingly afraid and said to them, Why hast thou and I thought about that, and I thought, Kurt, they're in a position right there where they feel like all hope is gone. They've just found out that not a little G-O-D, not an idol, not a God made with hands, but the God that made the sea and the dry land 
is pouring out of his wrath on a prophet out of the will of God. One of God's people out of the will of God. God's pouring out his wrath. And they looked at Jonah. Some of the saddest words you'll find in your Bible. Here's what they said. One last question for him. Why hast thou done this? I thought about that today. And I want to say this. They were so insulted. Because Jonah done told them. They asked him, what is thine occupation? Whence comest thou? What country are you from? Who, what people are you from? Who, he told them of the God that he served. And here they have no doubt heard of the God of, of Abraham, and of Isaac, and of Jacob. Here they have heard of the great things that God did in the wilderness and bringing the children of Israel out of Egypt. The great miracles that he performed. Uh, no doubt these men heard of those things. Uh, and now they look at Jonah. Hey, can you imagine? They feel like their life is almost over. The ship's getting ready to be broken. They've done everything they know to do. So all hope is gone. Can't you imagine their heart? They look at Jonah and think, if you'd have just come under different circumstances. Is that right? If you'd have just come in, in the will of God, coming in the power of God with the presence of God and told us about this God, things could have been so much different. But instead, all they ever knew of Jonah, can I tell you something about those mariners? They never saw him come up on the shore and go to Nineveh. Never saw that. All they ever knew, John of Jonah, was he was a prophet out of the will of God. And they saw him casting the sea. Sure, those men, Ronald, thought for sure he was dead. Even if they saw the, the book of Jonah calls it a great fish, the New Testament, Jesus calls it a whale. Uh, but if they saw this whale come and swallow Jonah up, for well, sure they'd have thought he was dead then. That's all they ever knew of him. They didn't know about God used them. They didn't know about Nineveh repenting. They didn't know that God was a God of second chances. Uh, all they saw of Jonah, the prophet of God's man, was him out of the will of God, and God poured out his wrath. They looked at him and they said, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled. Watch what your Bible said. For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. I thought about that and I thought, what a sad thing. I hope tonight every last one of us are in the perfect center of the will of God. I hope that tonight. I'm not trying to say you're not. I'm just doing my best to preach what's on my heart. But I'll tell you this, I hope I never stand at the great white throne judgment. Not to be judged, but we'll be there to be absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. And Nancy, I sure hope there's never a sinner looks at me and says, why hast thou done this? Hope there's never a time that a sinner looks at me and says, I could have been saved. Uh, it could have been different. Uh, I, you could have told me. Uh, but all I knew is that you was out of the will of God. The Bible said, verse 10, <coughs> the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Can I tell you something tonight? Uh, if you, I'm not saying you are, but if you are here tonight and you're out of the will of God, you don't have to tell nobody with your lips. Your life will tell them. Is that right? Well, I will tell. Wouldn't it be sad one of these days see sinners being judged in the judgment seat of Christ and then look at you and say, why hast thou done this? Why didn't you tell me? 
Why didn't you live in front of me? Why didn't you do things differently? That's what them men's asking Jonah. Is that right? And their minds are getting ready to die. And all they want to know is, as they look at Jonah, why hast thou done this? Well, tonight as we stand to our feet, get broke in if he would, just come play softly. Just for a moment.